Welcome to episode 22 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Arnold, and I am the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. We are in our last episode for the month of September, which all of you probably by now, if you've been listening to the previous episodes, know that September is National Recovery Month. And I've also told all of you, this is one of my second favorite things in life because my first favorite thing is Christmas. With that being said, we have heard from so many incredible guests about recovery slogans and what they mean to them. Recovery means a lot to a lot of different people. And what I want to say also before we get into the topic of this last episode for the month of September, I want to remind all of you amazing listeners, if this is your first episode, definitely head on back to episode one and take those five minutes to just get to know me and what Monday State of Mind is all about. So you guys probably think that I'm going to talk about recovery slogans as my last episode for September. Well, surprise, I'm not (laughs) throwing a little curveball at all of you. So today, what I'm going to talk about is actually, well, not just me. I have an amazing guest that is with me today, and he is incredible. He does incredible work, and he's just an incredible human being. And when I was talking to him about my podcast and having him on as a guest, because he is a person, you know, that is not in recovery from, from drug or alcohol addiction. He approached me and we were talking about it. And he was like, I want to be able to talk to the world, Michael, about how my life has changed interacting with people in recovery, you know, what it means to him and what it's, what it has done for him. And again, his state of mind, right? This is all about our state of mind, changing it, elevating it. This podcast is all about vulnerability and transparency and just getting so honest and so real uh, because that's how we change. That's how change happens, right? So I'm going to go ahead and let this incredible human being introduce himself. And he just, he, I get so excited. I'm telling you, I get so excited about this person. So um, could you tell the world who you are? Hi, Michael. Um, my name is Kevin Zundel, and I listen to every single episode of, of Monday's State of Mind and get a lot from it. What, I, what I'm kind of hoping, and I'll kind of sort of introduce sort of my role and how we came together and how it influenced, so just to kind of connect the dots on that. So I um, am a founding partner of a marketing communications agency. It's called Synchronous Communications. And I come from a large ad agencies um, and have been working um, in my role in this agency for, for 20 years. But about 15 years ago, sort of was accidentally introduced to the, the world of recovery and treatment. And since then have just become so embedded in it, just passionate about it. And I think what I'm, I'm hoping that people understand in our, our conversation, um, and especially for Recovery Month, giving a, a people a peek into the world of recovery, even if 
you're not necessarily in it yourself and why it's important and why it's, it's a conversation I think we're going to all be having universally and, and, and taking so much from. I love it. So Kevin, when you think about people in recovery, even maybe before you started interacting with them as a, and then as opposed to now, what has maybe changed for you? And what do you now immediately think about when you're like, oh, you know, people in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction, we'll be specific. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny, and I didn't think of it until you just started talking about it. You know, my first interaction was in college, and I attended an AA meeting. It was actually a closed meeting, and I was uh, with a woman, and she was going to meetings, and I was staying over with her, and she decided to bring me. Um, so that was my, my first sort of glimpse at, at anything, you know, within there. Um, and even though it was a closed meeting, I got picked up pretty quickly because, you know, I don't know how people talk. And they would say things like, so, like, you know, how, how long have you been sober? And I'd say something like, you know, somewhere, I think it was like November, you know, and it's like, yeah, you're not, you're not in recovery. So, and I think leading into it, I think I didn't have a lot of expectations because I didn't really appreciate what, what happened there. And, and it's really taken me, you know, in the last 15 years, I'm still learning so much. And I, I feel like I get to interact with so many people in my client, you know, work, but also just being a part of organizations like, like TPAS, which helps alumni, people who've gone through programs, help to continue to support them. And I get to interact with a lot of people and programs that way. And I still learn every single conversation. And it's made just an enormous impact on me because I use that to internalize and have conversations with myself every day. That's awesome. And I love that you said, you know, like you didn't have an appreciation for what it all entails to, to be in recovery, to live a life in recovery and now like being exposed and surrounding yourself with people in recovery what are some things that you can just offer to the people listening that you have you know maybe even found valuable or even even tips and tricks that that you've picked up from people living in recovery to be able to be like wow normal people aka people without a drug and alcohol addiction can implement this way of living into our daily lives Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing is to realize that, you know, the, we have these sort of like hard lines here of, okay, there's people who have drug and alcohol conditions and those who don't. And I, I don't necessarily believe in sort of separating ourselves out quite that way. I mean, I think everyone is on a, a spectrum of mental health acuity. And I think addiction is, is certainly... Is, a symptom of that. But I think what people need to realize is, you know, I think we, we are all the same thing. We are all people and sort of, you know, living out our, our human journey here. I think that what's, what's different and where I really appreciate people in recovery is they were sort of forced into looking at themselves, you know, because they had to, right? They, I mean, yes. there was, got to a point where there was no choice. And I think that when you haven't done that, if you haven't been forced to, then a lot of times you don't. You, you kind of float through life. 
Um, you don't do what I think people in recovery do, which is sort of wake up with a plan that's beyond a checklist of, of to-dos, you know, of, okay, I got to back in the house, I got to mow the lawn, I got to pick the kids up here, I have these, you know, 10 things I got to do for work, and then finally, okay, I can just, you know, slump on a couch and, and watch TV and, and go to bed. It's easier to just like wake up every day, you know, like it's an accident and not really understand yourself because it's hard. You know, I think what happens is people in recovery are amazing people because they do that work and really evaluate how am I doing? Am I living my life the way that I really, you know, want to? And I think that's where we can all learn from, from those in recovery and, and go through the exercises and benefit from it because I try to do that and, and it's hard. I have a real appreciation for, for what people are doing as they, they, they work a program because even, you know, I'm, I'm sort of doing it without guidance. I do it based on my observations of what I see and working with programs and speaking with clinicians and understanding how they do their job. But yeah, I evaluate myself and I go, you know what? I'm really screwing up in some places. I really need to figure out how to do it. And then a day will go by and I have it. And then you get hard on yourself for not doing it. But you know what? Like, at least I know to continue to evaluate and not, not just drift and, and let the, the wind kind of blow me around to, to the way it is. But if I want to feel good, if I want to go beyond impulsive behavior, you know, I, which I think is, is at the root of, of so much and saying, okay, well, if you really want to be rooted and connected, I think it's learning, okay, what, what are those impulsive behaviors that, that you have? And you're saying, am I really getting anything from it? Or, you know, will I, will I gain something and have more gratitude in life and just have, have more well-being and stronger mental health by going through and, and putting that work in? oh where have you been hiding kevin zundel i I was i've been sitting here and i just can't stop smiling because i'm like how did he like you've 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 dissected this in such a way that is so easy to understand and it's so important and i think you really nail it when you say at our human core like we're all humans on a journey. And sometimes if I want to, if I'm saying this correctly too, like people in recovery really get to have the ability to be consciously aware and make that choice every day. Whereas sometimes people that aren't in recovery, they don't like, because it, it wasn't required of them. They don't, they don't dive into it. And you being surrounded by people in recovery, like you're choosing to make that conscious choice of being present and aware. It's a game changer. And what you are saying is very, is very real. And I feel that a lot of people that listen to this right now that are not in recovery, you know, you're probably hitting some good pain points and it's so appreciated. (laughs) Well, it's, it's things that, you know, I mean, I think, I think as a parent too, like how can I take some of these things that I'm, I'm, I'm doing and wrestling with and, in my own brain and have, you know, my children begin to benefit from, and it's hard and it's, it's weird because I use language that's probably above their head, uh, you know, and trying to describe what's going through their own mind and how to do it. And, you know, at seven and nine, they're looking at me funny, 
But I look at some of the most interesting programs that I've, I've worked with and people who've gone through it are young adults. And that's where I really think, how do we start to get younger people to go beyond you know, what they're look, you know, doing in school and these really tactical things? Yes, it's important to go through and know, know science and math and, and English and, and all of this. But are we spending enough time you know, having them understand how to be and how to connect um, and things that are really going to make them feel good at the end of their lives. Because when I work with these folks, speaking with someone who, who might be 20 years old, and I am just consistently floored by how sort of advanced they are as a person compared to their peers. And you know, I'm friends with so many people in recovery on on Facebook and get to see so many stories and uh, quotes. And, and thinking about all that, I, I saw one today that came kind of scrolled to the feed on, on Facebook. And I think it was a quote that they were attributing to Desmond Tutu. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw it up because I'm not looking at it, but it said like, you know, at some point we have to stop being so focused on pulling people out of the, the river and go upstream and find out why they're falling in. And I think that's, that's really kind of at the heart of it. And I think where we can have people live sort of intentional lives of, of, of meaning by, you know, I guess it's like when you're, when you're in the airplane and they say, put the mask on yourself first and then help the person next to you. Trying to do the two to do that, you know, really understanding yourself, take the time to understand yourself and then figure out, you know, how can others benefit from this? Because it's, it's, through all this sharing and through, you know, being vulnerable and everything that we just feel more. And it's more important than I think people, people realize. So, I mean, I think it's, if, if they're not taking a focus on it or if they're, they're, they're sort of new to it and this podcast is something that it's like, oh, you know, this sort of fell uh, my way. I think it's worth sort of scratching the surface a little bit and finding out a little bit more. And, and I think you're going to get a lot from it. <sighs> Everything you said are, is, are tools, right? Are things that, that people can start to do. And, and it is true. And I think the quote that you, were, that, you, that you totally butchered, but you didn't butcher, you know, <laughs> I was like, that you butchered, but, you didn't, but it makes a lot of sense. Instead of seeing why people are drowning, go back to the start or whatever you said, right? Okay, you guys are all picking up what I'm putting down. And that's what you chose to do, like as a quote unquote normal person without a drug and alcohol addiction, Kevin, being around people in recovery, you made the choice. You're like, you know what? Like I, I do have a choice. And that's what I talk about a lot on this podcast is that we all have a choice and you have made the conscious choice to be like, Hey, I don't have to just wake up like it's an accident. I'm going to choose to wake up and be like, Oh my gosh, I woke up. What am I going to do about it? How am I going to choose to act? And how can I be the best person I can possibly be in society for myself, my family, everybody? And I think that that's so important for people listening today to, to know, right? Let me ask you this. How do you perceive people who are sort of are on the outside of, of, of your circle? I mean, I, I feel like in the people who that have been vulnerable with me and shared, I feel like sometimes they're, they're wrestling with more sort of more self-doubt, I think. You know, I'll hear things that they're like, I saw someone at work today and they passed by and, you know, they didn't say hi to me. And I'm still carrying that with me all day. And, you know, I remember when I heard that story, and it's from someone I, I really hyper-respect. But, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, 
does that exist? And like, do you realize the power that you have to help like the world, not just the people sort of in that immediate inner circle? Oh, Kevin Zundel, like we could do a whole other podcast on how I feel or how I perceive people that aren't in recovery. And I'm going to say a little bit and I'm going to say, sorry, not sorry, what I'm about to say, because it's very real how I perceive people that aren't in recovery, like even, and even to some of my normal friends, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to say. I feel that people that aren't in recovery, they lack a sense of presence. They lack a sense of loving themselves. They lack like conscious awareness. They lack the ability to, to process emotions. They, they stuff things. They still like, I have so many friends that are so afraid of vulnerability they're so afraid to, to be okay with, with saying, hey, I'm having a bad day. I have so many friends that, that really are so scared of what everybody else thinks of them and they still wear this facade. And I'm like, dude, stop doing that. You know, I think that people that, don't, that aren't in the inner circle, in, in the recovery circle, they still, a lot of them don't live for themselves. They are still living for other people's expectations and I feel like people in recovery just have a total sense of peace. And they also have a sense of forgiveness. I feel like a lot of people that aren't in recovery, they don't have a sense of what it means to even forgive and also to, you know, to be able to let go of resentments. I think a lot of people harbor outside of this circle. They also harbor a lot of just letting things out of their control, eat them alive. Whereas people in recovery, they're just like, dude, let it go, man. You have no control over this. And I see so many normal people get crippled every day and I could go on and on, but I'll stop there. But it's, it's true. I, I'm going to say it's like, it's like being woke versus not being woke. And there's a big sense of being woke when you have to be, when you don't have a choice and people in recovery didn't have a choice. They were dead and now they're, now they're alive. Um, and I think that that is something like, just like what's happening with you, Kevin, you've seen that. And I think that this is an invitation for everybody to just choose to be present. You know, this isn't just about being in recovery. It's about, hey, choose to be present. Choose to be consciously aware of what's going on right here in front of you. Choose to let stuff go that you have no control over. And this isn't just like stuff in recovery. It's like, just let it go. Harboring those feelings. What is it doing for you or for me or for anybody? It's so rich. I tell people all the time, I would love it if every single person in this world read the big book and went through the 12 steps. Every single person would benefit from it. I kid you not. My immediate family, like I have, my sisters have even said, Michael, I want a copy of the big book. I'm like, here you go. And it's awesome because it, like, you, it, yeah, I'll stop. Whoa, I could go off guys. Thank you for, for, for indulging me. It's, it's funny. Um, one of the things that you, you, you told me once on a, a call and I remember just laughing so hard because it's one of those things that it, it's one of those just this sayings that you have like a million of in your pocket. It, it was like something to the tune of when you find out your ego is not your amigo. And, <laughs> and I was just dying at the time because one, that's just funny. Um, and two, I have to tell you, it stuck with me. It really did. Like I sat for days. At first, I kind of laugh and, and I, I brush it off. And I think a lot of people who are on the outside of recovery tend to, tend to do that. You know, like, oh, that's a really cute little thing you're doing. I kind of let it marinate a little bit and unpack it and really understand that it's like so much, you know, is, is a result of that quote that your ego is not your amigo. Yes. 
because, you know, it really stands in the way of, of every, you know, bit of personal growth that you could be doing. If you start with that point that you're just feeding the fact that I am perfect, then you're, you know, by default, not going to, to grow. You're not allowing yourself to say like, okay, you know what, I'm imperfect and I'm going to start fixing those things. And so if anyone's hearing that, try to do that too. You might think about it a little now, but like maybe when you're driving somewhere, taking a walk, do that because uh, it, it matters. And, you know, I think another thing that I have to say, one of the most important things that I'm really horrible at, really horrible about, but working with everyone makes me confront it constantly is, is self-care. And I think that's sort of like, you know, right now in this sort of COVID moment, I've heard a lot about, and I've seen the people who I really respect prioritize self-care. And I can tell you that I'm the furthest thing from it, but I'm, I'm working on it. You know, I mean, I can tell you that I have prioritized work for 25 years in a way that is not understandable and that I didn't ever try to figure out. I would move from one job to the next and then after work, go back to my old job just to make sure that those projects finished out. You know, I would go years without taking a vacation day and not even realize it. Or I once found myself, I, I had spent three days at this agency and I hadn't left. I, I, I slept there. <laughs> for Kevin. Days straight. And, but at least I'm aware of that now, you know, and I, and I have to like, you know, cause obviously if I'm a husband and I'm a father, you know, sorry, you know, you can't do that. You can't, you know, I'm starting to understand what that is. And I think a lot of it is that I got a lot of my self-worth from that. I got my worth from saying like, I affected change in this way. And, and either I was able to observe that I made this impact or people did and appreciated me from it. And I got sucked into it and that's all I, I would look for. And I think there's a lot you can start to sort of relate to addiction when you start to see that, that, you know what, it become, becomes almost impulsive to just continue to work and get that high that you get from doing that and feeding your own ego. But your ego is not your amigo. And, you know, I think that's when it's time to, to kind of be more. Oh, you, my friend, you're just, you, you've dropped so much, so much content. I'm like, I won't even ask to rephrase it. I'm just going to tell all of our listeners to, you know, re-listen to this. And, and I know I do say, say this on every episode and I mean it on every episode, especially this one. We hit some good points. The best part about this recording uh, for this Monday, you guys, is that I can hear Kevin's passion and I can hear his conviction when you say that this understanding and exploring what people in recovery go through and live by and now implementing it into your life, like what, what it has done for you, for your state of mind on, a, on an awareness level is just, it's, it's amazing and it's invaluable. And I just want to say thank you for coming on and having this very real conversation. And, and I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to thank you for saying this. And I know this will not be the last time that you're here to talk about things like this. So before we wrap up, Kevin, I do want to ask, like, if there was one, one, maybe two, okay, maybe three things that you could end this episode with saying about, even if it is a gratitude for, for getting to be around people in recovery, 
people, what are a couple things you just want to invite the listeners to explore after you dropped all these knowledge bombs? I, you know what? Take, take a second to, to challenge yourself. I think one of the things that I, I in, in my work relationships, see a lot are people who aren't satisfied and they feel like, you know what, I, I, I thought I was going to be at this point professionally or, or whatever it is. Um, and they don't really stop and look back at everything that they did accomplish. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of people right now who are like, oh, you know what, COVID came and uh, yeah, I didn't learn that Spanish and I, I didn't become a bodybuilder and I didn't do that, you know, and didn't take advantage of it. But you know what, look at what you did do. I mean, I got a dumpster and I cleaned out my basement uh, that's been full of junk for 11 years. And I feel like that was the most like amazing, satisfying experience. Take a look realistically and say like, you know what, if I talked to myself five years ago or 10 years ago and I saw where I am now, you know, would I be impressed? Maybe I did make a lot of positive change and I did grow and I did get the things that I wanted. So instead of just looking for the next thing to scratch that itch take a take a look back i mean i think gratitude you hear about all the time in the recovery community but you really have to like spend some time with and it truly become it and then you are so much more centered as a result and appreciative of 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 your life because we're all kind of we only have so many times around the sun uh before it's over and so it's like you know what i'd like to at the end say you know what i I had a good time with it, but I also like knew I was having a good time as I was doing it. So, you know, think, think about that, challenge yourself and, and, and say like, am, am I gonna allow myself to be grateful? Kevin literally just finished the episode telling you guys about the topic for the month of October, which is gratitude. We got the like rumble. So there you have it, you guys. Kevin Zundel, like just being so open. And I just like, this is why I love being able to do what I get to do with Monday State of Mind because all I want to do and I know that all of my um, guests want to do is just provide insight and resources uh, to be able to help you, to be able to help you become that much better of a person and to become that much more aware of how you can make your state of mind work for you and not against you. Kevin, mummy man, thank you for being here. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> so good. Oh my goodness. Ah, thank you so much for, for tuning in this morning. And again, like always, I do want to go ahead and end this episode by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866 866- 686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. We'll see you next week. 